Welcome to Beautifully Broken. I am Kia, and today I'm talking about fear. Fear is to be afraid of something or someone that's likely to be dangerous, painful, or threatening. I'm going to talk about the hardest thing that I've ever dealt with. For months, I felt this child growing inside me. And I had no emotional connection to her. I dreaded going to doctor's appointments. I refused to touch my stomach. I felt kicks and thought it might be the last kick that I would feel. There was no need to get attached to having a new child because I felt in my story I wouldn't have any child for their whole life. I was a broken mother that did not always make the greatest decisions in life. I was good at running. I had become a pro at dodging what life was throwing at me. If something felt difficult, I ran. I just jump in the car and go somewhere. And I was good at it. So of course, when my divorce happened, I didn't gain custody of my boys that I loved wholeheartedly. Their father gained control over them. I had to find myself without being a mom full time, which I wasn't used to that because I had them every single day since they were born. I had to miss out on important things in their life, and many times I contemplated suicide. I didn't know how I would live without my boys, but I overcame. I grew. I slowed down, and eventually I stopped running. Then I was introduced to my daughter's biological father, which I never knew how bad somebody could treat you until this person. I didn't even think that I could have children at this point, but God proved me wrong. So when I found out that I was pregnant only a few weeks later, I was shocked. And my first words were not appropriate for this podcast, but looking back, I can find humor in that moment. I'm just going to say that the baby that I carried and feared that I would lose because I was unworthy to be a mother is here. I was an awful mother, so I felt. And often people told me that I was. I was told that I was not their mother. That I didn't know how to be their mother. And those words cut deeper than anything because I had spent so much time around my kids, fighting for them when they were getting bullied, standing up for them because I was their voice and to be told that I wasn't a good mom. That was painful. So I told people that I was a part-time mom 
because nobody thinks that I was worth being a full-time mom. And honestly, it was heartbreaking for me. But I smiled through it, and I laughed, and I met individuals that made that phase of my life. And that heartbreak a little less painful. And I'm forever thankful for those people that I met in that season of my life because if God hadn't placed them in my life, I wouldn't be here today. So when you have those feelings while you're pregnant and you finally see that most precious face that God's blessed you with because he knows you are worthy. And that baby becomes the center of your life because you want nothing but to do the absolute best for that precious little being that you have in your arms. It's hard whenever you have this unshakable feeling, this hole in your gut that is taking everything from you because you're so afraid you're going to lose your child. When my daughter was born early on, she had sugar issues. When she was first born, they were having to check her sugar every two hours to make sure it was right, which they usually do this, but the one time that her sugar was low, I couldn't get her to eat. I was the only one at the hospital. My mom had ran out to go and get some clothes for the baby because we needed more clothes for her. They weren't bringing things in because I had COVID and they weren't being helpful, the nurses, because I had COVID. So I was isolated, I was alone, and I couldn't get her to eat. And in that moment, I had already given birth to her, so I knew she made it here. I had already held her in my arms, and I knew that I loved her. But I had this overwhelming fear that I was going to lose her because I couldn't get her to eat. And I didn't know how to explain that. And I was asking the nurse to come in, and she said, just give it another hour. Well, at this point, it had been four hours. So cue meltdown. <laughs> and I remember sitting there crying so hard, talking to my mom. And shaking because I felt like I was gonna lose her I didn't know how to do anything so finally my mom gets back and this is about five hours later and she feeds her she gets her to eat the reason she probably wouldn't eat for me is because I was you know really emotional I mean I had just had a baby everything was freaking me out <laughs> I thought I was gonna lose her and it was just overwhelming. But everything was okay. I got to take her home the next day. And that fear kind of went away. But sometimes you just have this unshakable feeling that something is wrong. We're going to fast forward in her life about a month. And then she started going limp. 
while she was asleep. And the first time she did it, I just put her against my body. She was cold, she was limp, she was pale, and she was breathing funny. And I didn't know how to react to that because I had this uncontrollable fear that was eating me alive because I felt like I was going to lose her. I took her to the doctor and I know you're thinking, why didn't you just call an ambulance if you heard this afraid? It only lasted a couple of minutes, but it kept me up all night. So there was no need to call an ambulance because it only lasted a couple of minutes. I took her to the doctor the next day. They said she was fine. Perfectly healthy. Everything's good. Then that same kind of episode continued. I would take her to the doctor. They would tell me she was fine. And it got to a point that the doctor literally thought that I was going insane. <laughs> thought I was crazy. Yep. Shocker. I might be a little nuts. Okay. Awesome. But it was happening. It was really happening. It wasn't just me. It wasn't just in my head. It wasn't something that I was making up. It was happening. And I took her to the doctor about a month later because it kept happening. And her oxygen was low. And they sent me to T.C. Thompson. At this point, they, could, they knew that I was extremely worried. I get to T.C. Thompson. I explain what's been happening. And they start doing observation. They observed the noises that she was making. And they told me that she had an underdeveloped trachea. Well, that she would grow out of that. Okay, great. That's not life-threatening. That's awesome. But they told me that the episodes were because she was asphyxiating on her milk. And we could fix that. Awesome. So we fixed it. We used a, the smallest nipple that you can get for a preemie. She wasn't a preemie. She was full-term. But... We used the smallest nipple that you could get. And that solved that issue a little. Until the day after I got home from the hospital. Then it happened again. The feeling that I felt whenever I made it home from the hospital, I knew what was going on. Even though they told me that it was called brew. That it... That it wasn't life-threatening. Wasn't a reason for concern. But for me, it was. For me, that was my baby. And those moments where she would just get limp and pale was scary. And I didn't know what to do. Because nobody else around me understood what I was feeling. And it was hard. 
I was overly emotional. And I was hyper-focused on her. I was an emotional mess. And I was a mental mess. Because they made me question my sanity. And that does something to a mom. The day after I came back from the hospital, it happened again. She wasn't asphyxiating on her milk that time. But she still went limp. And I felt defeated. I felt alone, heartbroken, and scared. So all of the fear came slimming back and it was overwhelming because I thought I had figured out the problem. I thought I had fixed the issue. And I thought that I was going to lose this child the only way that I could possibly lose her. She didn't have a father to take her from me. He didn't want to be in her life. So the only person that could take this baby from me was God. And that night I cried. And I was angry. I was angry. And I remember sitting on the couch saying, God, if you're real, you're going to have to prove it to me because right now I'm living in hell. In this moment, this is hell. Like, and I mean, I'm telling you from the realest point in me that I thought that I had died in childbirth and I was living in misery and hell. The following day, after that, she went limp again. It was in the middle of the day this time while she was taking a nap. And I didn't know how to react at this point because I just was defeated and I was alone and nobody understood and they all thought that I was just losing my mind. My mind went in the tunnel and before the tunnel happened, I had went in the bathroom. This was like 10 minutes before my mind just went into a full-blown anxiety attack. I was standing in the bathroom and I didn't even recognize myself in the mirror and I had started crying because I didn't know who this person that had been broken so much, just completely shattered on the floor. I didn't know who I was anymore. I had lost every piece of who I was that I couldn't even recognize myself in the mirror and my mind went into a tunnel I couldn't focus on anything I just started crying I couldn't deal with everything that was blaring around me all the loud noises all the people yelling 
and the baby just going limp, and it was just rock bottom. The most overwhelming moment of my life. I'm standing in the living room, crying. And the one thing that I can hear is, I am a flower quickly fading here today and gone tomorrow. That's all I can hear. Above the TV, above the yelling, above the crying. That's all I can hear. It was like God stepped in and just pushed everything away from me. And I could breathe for that moment. I could breathe and I could get my phone and call my mom and tell her that I was not okay. That I was having a really hard time and I was struggling so bad and I didn't know what to do anymore. So I needed her to come and get me. She talked to me, she came and got me. And here I am. Six months later. And my daughter is healthy. She doesn't have heart issues. I've went to a cardiologist to check. She doesn't have breathing problems. She's healthy. She's perfect. And she is amazing. And brings so much joy into my heart. And all of that fear went away. I was saved on March 23rd of this year. In my bedroom, not in a church. I am more spiritual than I am religious. Religions confuse me. All I know is that God is amazing. And I love walking in faith. I love praising Him. And I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the grace of God. When you give it to God, He gives you peace. He is a God who saves. He is a loving God. And His grace is absolutely amazing. And I am far from perfect. I have lived a life of sin and I have tattoos and I am saved by the grace of God and I promise you that. I don't live in fear. If my daughter has any issues, I go to the doctor. I explain the problem. I don't have this overwhelming sense that she's going to die. All the time. And I did before. 
it consumed me. It consumed who I was. So as I'm ending this podcast today, I want to leave saying that God wants your heart. He just wants to love you. He wants you to worship him because he is an amazing God and he does forgive. Trust me on that. He forgives because I'm telling you, I have done a lot (laughs) and I'm not proud of it, but that's who I was and not who I am. And I have some songs for this week for you. If you have a free moment and you want to sit and you want to just listen to some amazing songs and just be with God for a moment of your day. Promise Keeper by Hope Darst. Another in the Fire by Hillsong. And No Longer Slaves by Zach Williams. Those are my song recommendations for this week. I hope you have a very blessed week. And I'm looking forward to my next podcast. And thank you for listening. Bye, guys.